Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and I have to admit, I, I'm, I'm just I'm excited. I really I am super excited uh, for a number of reasons. But this is one of those days where I got a buzz on my phone about six o'clock this morning, maybe seven, um, from the folks at Preborn, and I could not wait to get on the air and tell you this is one of those days where we start the program at three p.m. Pacific time, four o'clock Mountain. Uh, KLDC carries the whole ninety minutes. Cape Wright carries the whole ninety minutes as well. And so for you who are tuning in now. Um, those who are, if you're listening on KCBC, you're probably getting this half hour tomorrow on the rewind or later in the day. But I had to share this with you. You remember about a month ago, well, maybe three weeks ago, uh, or was it just two weeks ago? Anyway, the Bottom Line Show celebrated our 12th anniversary on September 19th. And on that day, I talked about wanting to do something special for preborn, like maybe, hey, you know, since K Bright AM740 is our flagship affiliate, uh, why don't we do, um, you know, we can raise enough support for 740 uh, ultrasounds that would save potentially, you know, 700 lives at least, and it gives us more opportunities to witness to the moms and dads who come to the preborn clinics to see these ultrasounds. A bottom line show listener uh, called up anonymously at the end of the program when we talked a little bit. And basically this person said, I really feel compelled to uh, make a donation, but I don't want to do just the, you know, that I'd like to put up a match. I have the resources, God has blessed me, to put up a match of $15,000, which would cover the cost of one ultrasound machine. But I'd like to see if we can get two. So I'll do a dollar for dollar match. And I said, thank you. That is so wonderful. So we went on the air the next day and said, or maybe I think we actually did it that day. Um, here's the deal. We've got this thing. And, uh, and I gave us a timeline, October 15th, which is my daughter Kaylee's birthday. I, just, I don't know why <laughs> I thought of that just now um, because she's actually going to be on the show with us in a couple of weeks, uh, not to talk about her birthday. But anyway, we were talking about, uh, and we've been talking for the past couple of weeks about, you know, people have been giving a $280 donation here, $500 there, $28. 56. I mean, you know, just nice, uh, steady flow of uh, funding coming in with the goal of getting to 15,000 and helping us then to unlock the other $15,000 match and make it a uh, full uh, uh, 30,000 for two ultrasound machines. Well, guess what? Um, we reached our goal yesterday. And not only did we reach it, we went smashing through it in style. <laughs> Thanks to a gentleman, um, and I'll identify him here, uh, Mark, who called in from San Diego and gave a donation for the whole amount. Now, here's what I mean by that whole amount thing. Um, that whole amount, <laughs> meaning that he gave uh, the full $30,000. Well, that you know, we, we were wanting to raise another fifteen because we had $15,000 on hand that was going to provide two ultrasound machines. But Mark blew right on through that and made a donation of $30,000 himself. So that now provides two more ultrasound machines. Mark, thank you, thank you, thank you. We've been, you should see the email flying around here on the Crawford stations. Everybody's just so blown away. Um, you know, the first with the, the anonymous donation for the 15,000, then the other for the 30. That's three more ultrasound machines. And I've got to share this with you too, especially if you're listening, if you're listening in Colorado right now or if you're listening in NorCal. The thing about preborn that is so appealing, and there's so many things that are appealing. When a woman goes to have an ultrasound appointment, at a preborn clinic, and hopefully dad is there along with, um, or whoever the support system is. That's the beginning of the process. It's not just a one and done. A lot of people think that what pregnancy resource centers do is you go in, you see an ultrasound, they convince you not to have an abortion, and then they send you on your way. Preborn doesn't do that. You've heard Scott Wilder from Preborn on the air with me talking about how uh, the preborn model is that it gives us the opportunity to. Um, to begin a, about a two-year relationship with a woman who's expecting. Uh, maybe she wasn't, you know, a lot of women are told, hey, you take, use birth control, you're never going to get pregnant. You know, and birth control is not 100% accurate. Um, or there are some women who uh, <laughs> was talking with a couple over the weekend, and they're, they're expecting their first. And uh, the, the, the wife's reaction, she said initially, was she said, I told my, my husband, I'm pregnant. And then she said, and I don't know how this happened. And it was, it was very sweet, you know, I mean, that we used to see those in the old sitcoms, too, where they do the same type of thing. But the thing with preborn is once you, the ultrasound appointment is the beginning of the relationship. That's when you then start having the conversation, okay, are you going to keep the child, going to release the child for adoption, or are you going to abort? In states like Colorado and California, that is a legal option. And preborn will tell you, I mean, that, that's a legal option. 85% of the women who go to preborn and have the free ultrasound choose life for their child, either to become a mom or to release that child for adoption. 
and it costs $28 for that whole appointment. But then there's the follow-up. There's the, okay, if you're going to go through the adoption process, you need to find an attorney. Uh, you're going to need to find an OBGYN who's going to uh, care for you all the way through labor and delivery. Uh, you, the, what kind of uh, resourcing? I mean, oftentimes in a uh, situation like that, the uh, birth mother is, uh, all of her medical costs are covered, but then also there's a, a stipend for her as well. Uh, what about education? What about housing? I mean, there are so many different questions that need to be asked and answered, and preborn does that, which is just really remarkable. But the fact, too, that they can provide a new ultrasound machine to a clinic for literally, I mean, and this is the thing I just, I, I'm blown away by. There's a leading ministry who is, uh, who runs a program on some of our sister stations that does direct mail advertising for an abortion clinic and, or excuse me, for a, a pregnancy resource center. And they are literally asking for twice the amount that preborn can place either doing a, uh, the ultrasound appointment or putting an ultrasound machine in a clinic. And what is raised here stays here. So Mark's gift from San Diego, Preborn will find two clinics in the San Diego area that need ultrasound machines that are now going to get them. So Mark, thank you so much for that. And to our anonymous donor, uh, we're not revealing uh, where this person resides, but that donation that was made uh, about three weeks ago, that ultrasound machine will go into a clinic where you choose in that area. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. And Preborn is the best pro-life organization I've ever worked with. And you've heard me get excited about pro-life organizations before. But these guys are awesome. 833-850-BABY. It's $28 tax-deductible donation to provide one ultrasound appointment for a woman who is expecting and just wants to see what the baby looks like, how far along she is, and then start the process of getting referrals for doctors and this, that, and the other thing. 833-850-2229 or go to kbrightradio.com and click on the preborn banner. And I have that linked up on my own page as well. Sometimes it's easier to just go Roger Marsh, R-O-G-E-R-M-A-R-S-H.com. You'll find the preborn banner there too. Um, but here's the, the thing with the ultrasound machines. It's $28 donation per ultrasound visit. So if you give a $280 donation, that covers 10 visits. $2,800 covers 100. You get the idea. But $15,000 one-time donation actually puts the machine in the, uh, the clinic itself. And those ultrasound machines can run, on average, they can do 250 ultrasounds per year. Figure that if you were open Monday through Friday, that would be 260 to 265 days. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 250 ultrasounds per year, and they typically have a shelf life of at least 10 years. So when you do the math and you take the $15,000 investment that it is, it's completely tax deductible, and every penny of that goes to providing that machine for the clinic. And then you divide it by 2,500, which is 250 per year for 10 years. You begin to amortize the cost. Now you see how wildly inexpensive it is to actually do this. So um, I, I can't stress enough what a great value it is. And talk about an immediate return on your investment. I mean, there are a lot of times when people that give to a ministry and, and you're not quite sure if the money is going to bear fruit. This money bears fruit immediately. And it's completely tax deductible. So as you've been blessed, uh, Lisa and I give uh, $56 per month on a regular basis, so it's ongoing over the course of the year. Uh, a woman will have the opportunity to save 24 babies. But there are a lot of our bottom line listeners who do $28 a month, which is great. That's what my sister does. Uh, but a lot of other people say a one-time gift, here's $1,000. Here's $5,000. Here's $100. Whatever, whatever God has blessed you with, please consider making a donation to Preborn today. And rejoice with us not only in the, the, the good news of this fantastic uh, announcement of this great gift from Mark in San Diego, but $30,000, two complete ultrasound machines donated in San Diego. But I wanted to give you an update on a woman by the name of Isabel Vaughn Spruce. She's the director of UK March for Life. And she was, <laughs> she was subject to a six-month investigation and police have finally decided to not bring charges and to issue an apology to her. You know what her crime was? She was standing in front of abor an abortion clinic in the UK, uh, across the street from the clinic itself. She was standing there. And when the police officer came by and asked her what she's doing, she said, I might be praying. So apparently, she violated the so-called buffer zone that basically, and, and the buffer zones can be, usually they're pretty reasonable, but to be across the street? I mean, quite frankly, she said, in all honesty, because I'm glad to get the apology, but this is not 1984, it's 2023. 
And therein lies the rub, brothers and sisters. Anytime you get frustrated with the world the way it is around us and, 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 and why the laws of the land don't seem to apply to other people, I just want to, um, I, I just want to <laughs> stress once again that this is happening nationwide. And it's more than just saying, I voted the right way. I'm part of the right political party. It has to be, am I right with God? Do I know what his word says? And this starts in the home. It starts with parents teaching children. It starts with grandparents reinforcing what the parents have taught. And coming up next, uh, Dr. Alex McFarland is going to join me. He's written a follow-up to his book, 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families. Uh, This newest edition uh, takes a look at some helpful explanations and power for living from the eternal word of God. This is an updated edition. It's 100 more questions. If you've got read the last one, um, this is, you're really going to love this. It's 100 more Bible questions and answers for families. The link is up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we will be giving away a copy of the book today. So if you want to get in on that conversation, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 the number to get you through to the bottom line. Alex McFarland coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. One of the more interesting aspects of culture today is the fact that there is a huge generational gap between Generation X, Baby Boomers, Greatest Generation, and Millennials and Generation Z. And perhaps nowhere is it more clearly defined than how we view not only the way the laws are written, but also the way they should be applied as it pertains to issues like gender identity. And joining me today here on the broadcast is Dr. Alex McFarland, uh, founder of Alex McFarland Ministries, host of The Alex McFarland Show, and a very well-respected author and speaker. Uh, we've had Dr. McFarland on to talk about the 100 Bible questions and answers and a variety of some of the tougher questions that your kids have about Christianity. But this new issue on transgender issues and maybe even the concept of misgendering uh, is really come to the forefront. Dr. Alex McFarland, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Well, thank you, Roger. It's, it's a great honor. I have such a respect for you and your content and the way that you broadcast. So I consider this a great privilege. Well, thank you. And the feeling is mutual. Uh, let's talk about this issue of misgendering. I know that that's a, fr- a term that may not be familiar to many of our listeners, but it's becoming more prominent, especially as you see younger demographics, younger generations saying, hey, this is a real problem and we need to do something about it. Yeah, you know, um, a a recent study showed that at least 44% of millennials and younger believe that misgendering someone should be a crime. Now, now what this is, is that if a person identifies as something other than their their birth gender, uh, let's say you've got a male that identifies as female, um, and you either accidentally or purposely uh, refer to that person as as mister, Um, then you could be charged with a crime. And in Michigan right now, there is a law in Michigan that has passed the Michigan House, and it's going to the governor's desk, that would make it a felony punishable up to five years in prison. Hmm. And there are a uh, a couple of issues on the table here. For one, uh, sadly, but not surprisingly, the, the very same millennials that, that believe misgendering should be a crime, uh, they clearly do not understand the U.S. Constitution or really the, the natural rights that are 
guaranteed protection under the Constitution, Mm -hmm. because the Constitution presupposes awareness of objective morality, and Mm -hmm. that uh, Jefferson called it self-evident truth. Most legal scholars throughout the last 250 years have called it natural law. Mm-hmm. Now, this is believed that there are men and women. R- Roger, just think about this, that being a human is an objective category of existence. Right. But, but you've got to understand, we're, we're living in a time of what could rightly be called absolute subjectivism. Mm. You know, you and I say, well, we're human beings. But wokeness says, well, nobody knows what a human being is. I mean... Uh, you know, you say you're a human being, you say you're a male, and that's a female. Those are just artificial, arbitrary constructs that you, as a cisgender male, have contrived to leverage and control people. Nobody knows what a human being is, they would say. Um, on and on I could go, Roger, but, I mean, we're if, if we can't recognize what a human is, what a male is, uh, we're talking about anarchy. Hmm. And, and so there has to be some courage among educators, commentators, elected officials, parents, clergy, rational adults, shall we say. There has to be some courage to stand up and say, okay, enough. Look, there are men and women, there are human beings, plants and animals, and humans have rights, but those rights are limited by what moral boundaries and human reason recognize not some delusion that you perceive yourself to be. You know, people are free to think they're Superman, hobbits, furries, or Jedis. You can think whatever you want, but Mm -hmm. don't compel me to agree with what is, you know, unreasonable and patently false. Mm. Dr. Alex McFarland is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. We're talking about this new phenomenon among millennials and Generation Z, where they would believe just this is kind of the, the tipping point that 44 percent in a recent survey indicated that they believe that misgendering should be a uh, it should be illegal. It should be punishable by fine and possibly imprisonment uh, in the People's Republic of Michigan. They're considering this now, I'm sure here in the People's Republic of California, uh, we're doing the same thing too and yet it's interesting Alex you mentioned something about reasonableness and the fact that even Thomas Jefferson articulated in the Declaration of Independence the 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 truths that we hold to be self-evident that the rights that we have are endowed by our Creator isn't it interesting that we now have a generation and the largest generation Millennials I believe the largest voting block anyway that looks at that squarely and says, we want the Declaration of Independence, we want the Constitution, but we basically don't agree with the basic tenets of it. Well said, well said. Because if you want the fruits of the tree, you can't cut off the roots of the tree. Mm, now, yes. it, the Declaration, Constitution, Bill of Rights, if, if the fruits uh, being yielded by these documents are liberty, stability, prosperity. And, and I want to preserve liberty, stability, prosperity, then I have to be okay with the perpetuity of the philosophy that gave us that. Now, let me, let me just say, having um, hashed this out on many a college stage, right away, if you, you, you say, you know, Male and female are objective categories. There are men, there are women. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Procreation takes a male and a female. If you say those things, which are very often classed as traditional values, the way that uh, the, the woke world will push back, they'll say, well, that's your religion, and you can't impose your religion on me. Hmm. Uh, I would submit to you the idea that females ovulate and can become impregnated and carry a baby. The idea that males have XY chromosomes and a male is not a female. Those aren't religious postulates. This is just 
6,000 years of recorded human history, mm-hmm. and this is biology. You know, the, the idea, look, uh, a man can dress as a woman and just doggedly insist that he is a woman, but no American should be compelled to agree with that or acknowledge that, because all of this misgendering as, as uh, a punishable offense, it, it's going to result in something we've never had before, which is compelled speech. Now, we have freedom of expression, freedom of religious expression. It's not unlimited. I mean, you can't, uh, going through security in an airport, you can't make a joke about a bomb. Right. Or a U.S. Marshal will quickly give you a lesson in linguistics. <laughs> and, yes. uh, yeah, I, I mean, so our freedom of expression is not unlimited, uh, but compelled speech, for example. So if, if however one identifies, my neighbor has to acknowledge it or be charged with a crime. And again, largest voting bloc in America right now, 50, almost 50% believe this is true. So what if I change my name to Alex? There are only two genders, and Jesus Christ is God, McFarland. Hmm. I mean, if somebody is non-binary and not a Christian, uh, should I make them legally compelled to say two things with which they disagree? You know, my name is Alex. There are only two genders, and Jesus is Lord McFarland. Uh, no, I look. I believe there are only two genders, and I definitely believe that Jesus is Lord. But I'm not going to legally force you to say something you don't believe. Right. So don't force me to say things that I, as a rational adult, know aren't true. It's so interesting when you talk about compelled speech because of the fact that the left seems to feel that they've cornered the market on it. You know, free speech for me and not for thee, as you were just describing. And when it comes to this issue of misgendering and should it be a crime, Dr. Alex McFarland giving us a lot of food for thought. AlexMcFarland.com is where you find all things Alex McFarland, his podcast, his broadcast, everything about his writing. We're going to take a quick break because we've got that linked up at TheBottomLineShow.com. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, let's take a look at what's being done at people who are standing up and actually uh, fighting, I don't say fighting fire with fire, but fighting um, illogic with logic and unreasonableness with reason. Uh, We'll talk about that coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Dr. Alex McFarlane is my guest, and we're discussing 100 Bible questions and answers for families, inspiring truths, helpful explanations, and power for living from God's eternal word. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we do have a copy of this book to give away. And may I say, it is an exhaustive uh, resource. Uh, Not terribly big in terms of page numbers, but very, very comprehensive. This is the kind of stuff Dr. Alex McFarland does all day long with his ministry, with his apologetics, and also on the air. 800-227-5278. We have one copy of this book to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, the book we have up for grabs today is a brand new one from Dr. Alex McFarlane and his co-host on American Family Association Radio, Bert Harper. They've written this book, Compiled 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, Inspiring Truths, Helpful Explanations, and Power for Living from God's Eternal Word. 800 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Actually, this is a follow-up to his 100 Bible Questions and Answers book, uh, it's 100 more questions, actually. But, you know, it's, it's amazing how many families find themselves in this situation where mom and dad are asked a question about something. You know, is that biblical to do? Should a Christian be doing that? This type of thing. And what they wind up doing is saying, I don't really know. So they punt. <laughs> they just kind of kick the can down the road. And that's not what kids are looking for. They're looking for honest debate honest discussion. If you don't know, let's dig into the word and find out. Also, what about those controversial passages, especially when you've got uh, college age students in your world and they're not necessarily looking for truth. They're trusting that you will find the truth, but they're also looking to make you work for it a little bit. They try to find those most controversial subjects. I remember the the late comedian George Carlin used to have a, a line about the fact that he said, we were the kids in Catholic school 
who used to ask the question, is God so big and powerful that he can make a mountain that he himself can't move? <laughs> you know, and they try to stump the, the priests and the nuns. But, you know, that's part of what youth is. You're trying to formulate how to get those thoughts and how to get those answers. I mean, the, the basic tenets of the educational system, remember when we went to what we call elementary school and they used to call it grammar school? That's because you're learning the basics. What are the letters? How do you form them as words? How do you form the words as sentences, et cetera, et cetera? What are the numbers? Can you add and subtract, et cetera, et cetera? And then you go on from grammar school, you go from grammar to logic, where you start applying that. That's the knowledge part. And then by the time you're in the collegiate years, you're in rhetoric. I wonder what would happen if, and whatever. And that's where wisdom shows up. But a lot of parents are staying clear of that. A lot of pastors are because they don't know the scriptures well enough themselves. This resource will help make anyone a Bible scholar basically overnight. More of my conversation with Dr. Alex McFarland on 100 Bible questions and answers for families coming up next as the bottom line continues. When you were in an accident, Stephanie Cover of Cover Law is the only personal injury attorney you need. Stephanie talks to victims all the time who wish they would have signed with her first. Unfortunately, once you've signed a retainer with a different attorney, Stephanie can't represent you. So it's crucial to have Stephanie's number handy now and make the smart call the first time. Stephanie is the right attorney to represent your personal injury claim, specifically because she worked for insurance companies for 20 years, so she knows the best questions to ask and when. Stephanie knows when things don't sound accurate, and she knows when she's being deceived. Stephanie is a Christian, and telling the truth is vital, so she holds professionals to that standard, too. Stephanie's unique blend of skill, expertise, and compassion get you real results. Bookmark Stephanie's website now so you don't have regrets, and pass it on to your friends and relatives who will need it. Just go to kbrightradio.com slash cover today to set up a free consultation. That's kbrightradio.com slash c-o-v-e-r. Dr. Alex McFarland is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, the founder, of course, of Alex McFarland Ministries. AlexMcFarland.com is up at TheBottomLineShow.com. And in addition to your broadcast and podcast, of course, you, are you still part of American Family Radio? Uh, indeed. Indeed. Yes. We have a, a daily live show called Exploring the Word. And then I travel, and uh, we just wrapped up seven youth camps all around America with 1,250 wow. teenagers. Wow. And uh, what, what was that like? What was that like? <laughs> oh, it was a blast. It was a blast. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, we've got videos on Facebook of myself and our staff uh, going down zip lines and dropping oh, into wow. the lake and swimming. But you know what? We had kids from, oh, golly, I think about 29 or 30 U.S. states come to our youth camps. And um, we also start clubs called Viral Truth Clubs. And hmm. That website is viraltruth.com. Uh, and I got to tell you, talking about, sure, Christianity and, uh, you know, having a relationship with Christ, that's, you know, biblical worldview is a big part of what we do. But more and more, we talk about civics and what is America and why is America unique? I've written a lot about American exceptionalism. And I will tell you, middle school and high schoolers, they embrace this content like you know, cool water to a person on a hot day. I mean, they, they mm. really do, because I think kids intuitively know something's wrong. Right. You know, one, one middle schooler, we, we were doing a camp in Georgia down near the Florida state line, and we had a couple of hundred kids in that first camp. And um, no, I'm sorry, this was Indiana. This particular quote, this was Indiana. And a young middle school boy instantly during the Q&A, the question came up about transgenderism. And I, I asked, you know, more than 1,200 kids, I said, are there any transgender people in your school? Now, I heard this over and over, Roger. They said, well, there, there weren't. But, but now that the teachers talk about it so much, more and more there are. Mm. Now, I've been in youth ministry for 30 years, um, you know, post-grad work in developmental psych, minored in developmental psych in my philosophy program at Liberty University, um, you know, basically been counseling families for 30 years. And in late childhood, pre-adolescence, um, 
really pre-pubescent, uh, the pre-pubescent years and into full-out adolescence and young adulthood, I can tell you kids are so impressionable, so suggestible, so really all over the map. And if you uh, coach kids in a certain direction, either good or bad, very often they'll follow it. And so I think it's very telling that, that I've heard this all over the country. And look, I, I get it. Some people have gender dysphoria. Some people have same-sex ideation based on abuse and mm-hmm. pain. Yes. And, and I want to be very clear that we have compassion and we have good, solid counsel for people that have gender confusion or, or other destructive inclinations in their life. And, and I realize that there are, there are quite a number of what are called antecedent factors or contributing factors. But here's the thing. More and more kids, they'll say to me, there weren't, there were no transgender people at my school. But the, the more the teachers talk about it, it seems like more and more kids will identify that way. Hmm. But one young man said to me in Indiana, he said, you know, my teacher, uh, well, the kids I'll ask this, they'll say, does the Bible say anything about transgenderism? And I'll say, well, um, not specifically, but what, what it does clearly say is that males and females are different, right. and God made men and women. And this one young man said, my teacher is telling us things that I know deep down she doesn't believe herself. Mm. And I, I know these are anecdotal uh, statements from people, but I think that they might be anecdotal, but they represent reality. Mm-hmm. The teachers in public school classrooms, they're part of teachers' unions, teachers' unions that have spent decades co-opted by the left, uh, and, and many a public school teacher uh, gets their talking points, not from known truth or their own personal convictions, but, you know, what the uh, uh, the higher-ups tell them to say. And I've I got to tell you, while there are many woke people that they think this is all about diversity and inclusivity, but what it's doing is it's destroying the philosophical foundation for our Constitution. Mm-hmm. Our Constitution, as John Adams said, our Constitution is made for a moral, religious people— it is wholly inadequate for the governance of any other. Hmm. And if we, if we kick out from under ourselves all objective moral knowledge, what's going to be uh, left is anarchy. And into the anarchy, the, into the disorder, will be imposed a new order, which mm-hmm. is going to be Marxism. And, and the, the idea that we can lose our Constitution and not be subjugated by some uh, totalitarian government, that's the real make-believe. We, we think transgender people are make-believe. Well, let me tell you what's make-believe, the idea that we can destroy the Constitution and not fall under the sway of some despotic totalitarian government. It's amazing to hear these assessments and these uh, insights from Dr. Alex McFarland, but to realize that they are, I mean, it's happening right before our eyes. And today here on The Bottom Line, we're discussing uh, the issue of transgenderism, the uh, reshaping of the Constitution, and the fact that the largest voting bloc, the most influential people in the culture right now, or I should say the ones who are being influenced the most and are having the most influence on what the culture does, are younger people, millennials and Generation Z, who are literally, I mean, many of them, Alex, are growing up in Christian homes. They're going to church. They're, 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 it's not like there's completely all leftist ideologies here. But as Jay Werner Wallace told me one time on this program, he says, you know, sometimes we focus so much on saving the college student, but we don't pay attention to the fact that they got these ideas in third grade, fourth grade, where they had questions and the church was not responsive. The church said, oh, that, that, that doesn't happen or pray the gay away or, you know, whatever it is. We have a couple minutes left in our time together. How do you recommend that we as parents and grandparents listening to this program uh, take some 
proactive steps to kind of help our kids see, look, you're being brainwashed. You're not being told the truth just because your teacher says it or it's in a textbook or whatever doesn't mean it's true. How do we start reclaiming the culture that way for Christ? Well, great question. Uh, for, well, we build a time machine and we go back 30 years and we start <laughs> being very yeah. proactive and intentional. No, mm. that's impossible, of course. Right. Uh, pray Stay equipped, influence others. Jim Wallace is right. He's a great thinker and a valued colleague. But I, I want to say this. Look, uh, every Sunday, about 400,000 clergy are interacting with, according to the Barna Group, 80 to 100 million Americans. Uh, 80 to 100 million Americans are in church or synagogue, uh, or they go to Mass on Sundays. And we've got, you know, 350 to 400,000 ordained clergy interacting with near 80 to 100 million people. Here's the thing. Uh, we are where we are because of the deafening silence of America's pulpits. Hmm. And, you know, we've done studies in the last 30 years of over 200,000 teens have filled out our questionnaires. And Obviously, mom and dad are the number one voice in the life of a child, mm-hmm. um, and then grandparents, but also clergy. And so if our ministers and priests and those that have authority and teach and volunteer, if they would uh, speak up for a biblical worldview and moral boundaries, we've got to have pastors and spiritual leaders that will lovingly impart truth and, yes, patriotism to young people. Now, one last thing. Had a minister reprimand me last night. I was at a church, and I mentioned patriotism and stewardship of America. And this pastor from the stage basically contradicted me and said, well, I'm not about making disciples. I mean, I'm not about making Americans. I'm about making disciples. I said, yeah, okay, but... Where are you going to live till you get to heaven? America. So we all have a vested interest in the preservation and restoration of our country. Let's have some courage. Let's speak up for God, but let's speak up for America as well, because uh, the hour is late. You know, it's interesting, Dr. Alex McFarland, that question that he posed seemed more like a a both and than an either or. And I I, I found it rather interesting that he would say, yeah, uh, well, I I need to make disciples. Of course, that's our biblical mandate. But while we're here, if you're making more disciples, it seems like we would make more um, uh, acolytes, apostles, whatever you want to call them, for ambassadors, for uh, the biblical worldview permeating the American culture once again, as it was the original intent of the founding fathers. And I'm grateful that you're in the thick of this, having these conversations with people and with us today here on the Bottom Line Show. Uh, We're putting a link for alexmcfarland.com up at thebottomlineshow.com. Of course, we've talked to Dr. McFarland about the assault on America and the 21 toughest Christian questions your kids can ask about Christianity. What's your most recent work and what are you working on right now? Well, thanks very much. My most recent book will come out September 6th, 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, and uh, published by Broad Street, available everywhere. Um, uh, I know it is in Sam's Club and Barnes & Noble, but just in case it's not, you know, ask for it. I've heard that Sam's Club has made a a pretty big order on that book, and I praise God for that. But, um, you know, I'm working on on, uh, two books, one about the gospel, one about natural law, and uh, then we're also working on 10 summer camps for next summer, uh, should the Lord tarry. Love it. Love it. Yeah. If the rapture doesn't come first. Uh, Dr. Alex McFarland, alexmcfarland.com. We're anxiously awaiting uh, the main release of the 100 Bible Questions and Answers book for families. And we'll keep that link posted at thebottomlineshow.com as well. Alex, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you. It's a great privilege. Well, always a great conversation with Dr. Alex McFarland. And the brand new book is up at thebottomlineshow.com. 100 more Bible questions and answers for families. Inspiring truths, helpful explanations, and power for living from God's eternal word is the title. It's a long one, but it's a good one. And uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We are giving away a copy of the book right now. 
Excuse me, 800. You can call. Well, you can call 303-481-1800 if you're listening to KLDC. That's the local number in uh, Denver. But the toll-free number from wherever you're listening to is 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, we have one copy of this comprehensive resource by Dr. Alex McFarlane and his co-host on the Alex McFarlane program, Bert Harper. The book is called 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, Inspiring Truths, Helpful Explanations, and Power for Living from God's Eternal Word. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, we're going to take a look at an issue that does not have a direct correlation in Scripture per se, but when you apply biblical principles to this case, you will be cheering for the fact that a physician's assistant fired by the University of Michigan Health West is going to actually be able to keep the job that she was called to do. We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to Dr. Alex McFarland for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called 100 More Bible Questions and Answers for Families. It's the follow-up to his book from a couple of years ago, 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, Inspiring Truths, Helpful Explanations, and Power for Living from God's Eternal Word. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we do have a copy of the book that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, one of the questions that invariably people will ask of Christians is, should Christians go to court? And many Christians will say, no, you shouldn't. The Bible says you should never go to court. Well, in all honesty, in the Old Testament, there's talk of going before judges. My goodness, Moses was a judge and had other judges that handled different courts. Um, in the New Testament, I mean, basically what we see is a continuation of the, uh, the, the, the biblical mandate that says two Christians who have a disagreement should do everything they can to avoid going to court. However, when it comes to a, 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 an issue, the, the scripture reminds us that if two people of God have a disagreement and they can't settle it, and then they bring that disagreement before an ungodly judge or an ungodly legal system, then you're violating what God does not want you to do. Now, having said that, I remember working for a Christian media outlet many, many years ago that had some issues with small claims court, et cetera, et cetera. And I wound up getting a job because the guy I was working alongside with had a hard time with that passage of scripture. He said, I don't want to go to court, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, well, if we have to go, we have to go to defend our interests. Ostensibly, we are as a Christian company dealing with another Christian or Christian company, and they need to settle it up. It doesn't say don't go to court. It just says do what you can to avoid it. However, because... You don't want to bring a godly issue between two godly people before an ungodly judge. But Christians can take a legal route when they need to, especially when it comes to another issue, which is what happens when there's someone who says, in the Bible, it says it's okay for people to change genders. When we know that in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth and created mankind, he created male and female. That's it. So you can imagine the frustration when uh, the, uh, the a woman by the name of Valerie Klusterman was confronted with a dilemma working as a physician assistant at the University of Michigan Health West. And basically, Ms. Klusterman had a problem, had a dilemma. She was being brought a whole series of trans-identified patients. And there were times when someone would come to their medical facility and they were wondering whether or not they should get the trans reassignment surgical procedure done. And physician assistant, please understand, if you're in the medical facilities world, you know what this is. You know, it's kind of like nurse practitioner, physician assistant. Both of those positions require earned doctorates. The difference between a physician assistant and a medical doctor, MD, is the fact that the way I understand it, they both go through all of medical school, but then the medical school conferring the MD degree says you now have to do a residency. Was it two or three years? And after you do your residency, then you can be called medical doctor so-and-so. 
physician assistant, which just kind of makes it sound like somebody who shows up and cleans bedpans or to whatever. These people have gotten the major medical training. The only thing they didn't do is their residency. So it, it's, it, it's conceivable that Valerie Klusterman was involved in making some decisions or not, as the case may be, with regard to um, the, you know, deeply and sincerely held religious beliefs. So basically, uh, and of course, you, can, you know where this is going. Back in August of 2021, Valerie Klusterman was fired by Michigan Health because she refused to complete a training program that would have required her to use the preferred pronouns of patients and participate in cosmetic sex change surgeries. She objected because she said on religious grounds, I can't do this. I mean, I'm a Christian. I believe that God created male and female. Uh, if someone says I'm a guy trapped in a woman's body or whatever, I'm still going to refer to them as a female. And instead of going through the training and instead of using the pronouns, she said, I would like an exemption for this. <clears throat> and instead they fired her. So she filed a lawsuit and said, you can't do that. I mean, that's, that's illegal. So in the case of Valerie Klusterman versus Metropolitan Hospital, U.S. District Judge Jane Beckering of the Western District of Michigan Southern Division issued an opinion and an order that rules in favor of Ms. Klusterman. Uh, Jane Beckering wrote that Klusterman, quote, has sufficiently stated a free exercise of religion claim against individual defendants, noting that there was evidence of overt hostility toward her religious beliefs. The judge concluded that Ms. Klusterman had plausible claim that hospital officials engaged in actions that violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. She also concluded that the physician's assistant's claim that the hospital violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 when they fired her was plausible and they did not dismiss the allegation. Now, the judge rejected her claim of freedom of speech violation, writing that as an employee of the hospital, she was speaking pursuant to her official duties, not as a citizen, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of a partial victory, if you will. But basically, um, it's very interesting to see how this will go through. Is she going to get her judge or her, her position back and was this kind of some of the fallout, the residue, if you will, of the Trump administration helping somebody out with a case of religious liberty? Well, we'll answer those two questions coming up next as the bottom line continues. Preborn is saving lives by doing what the left doesn't want you to know about. Progressives don't want you to know that a baby once conceived in the womb is a human being. And the proof that we have is four-dimensional ultrasound technology that you can get for free at Preborn. The reason Preborn can offer these ultrasound appointments is because people like you make donations and uh, they're tax deductible and they provide not only the necessary appointments for the expected moms, but also making large donations that will provide ultrasound machines for each of these organizations as well. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. It's really easy to remember. 833-850-BABY or if you want to do the numbers, it's 833-850-2229. Your $28 donation right now will save one baby's life. Uh, $140 donation does five, 280 does 10. You can also give a recurring monthly gift like Lisa and I do, maybe $28 a month or $56 a month, $100 a month, whatever you and God decide. Make your best donation today and please know it's completely tax deductible and every dollar you donate to Preborn goes to the ultrasounds. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229 or go online to kbrightradio.com and click the Preborn banner today. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. We're taking up the curious case of a woman by the name of Valerie Klusterman. She had been working as a physician assistant, a PA, if you will, at the University of Michigan Health West Hospital, uh, Metropolitan Hospital is what it's officially called. And when she was in August of 2021, when the whole staff was basically uh, offering a training program that would help uh, medical staff there learn how to use preferred pronouns of patients who are going sex reassignment surgery and to also participate in said surgeries. Now, I'll be honest with you. Physician assistant doesn't do the rounds. I didn't know PAs were actually allowed to do surgeries. I, I've seen some in general practice offices where they can do diagnoses, et cetera, et cetera. But 
it, it's very interesting to me that they would force this woman to participate and to use the preferred pronouns. So she was fired. She filed a lawsuit. And so far, the judge has ruled in her favor that the lawsuit can, in fact, continue. U.S. District Judge Jane Beckering of the Western District of Michigan Southern Division issued the opinion last week and basically said she's ruling in favor of Ms. Klusterman. She has sufficiently stated a free exercise of religion claim against the individual defendants and noted that there was evidence of overt hostility toward her religious beliefs. Now, that's key because leftists have a tendency to demonize. Remember the story of Jack Phillips at Masterpiece Cake Shop. The reason, the case that got to the Supreme Court was not the fact that Jack was being harassed necessarily for um, his Christian beliefs and refusing to make a wedding cake for two guys who wanted to get quote unquote married. I think the Alliance Defending Freedom did an excellent job of outlining and saying, look, Jack will sell a cake to anybody. He'll sell cookies to anybody. He'll sell pastries to anybody. It's the artistry that goes into decorating the cake for the purpose that he's objecting to. And he doesn't do it for divorces. He doesn't do it for Halloween. He doesn't do any of that stuff. But with the Colorado Human Rights Commission, when he first went to them and they ruled against him, there was all sorts of evidence in the deposition that they were mocking him for his faith, telling him he'd never win because he was a Christian and it's a new day and all this stuff. Well, apparently the same thing was happening with Valerie Klusterman. And this is how bad it was. This U.S. district judge who ruled in her favor was appointed by Joe Biden. This isn't a leftover George Bush appointee. It wasn't one of Donald Trump's appointees who were all great. Or most of them are great. Uh, no, this is a Joe Biden. Even Joe Biden's judge got it that this woman was being discriminated against for, for religious liberty. So we'll keep you up to date on what happens with Valerie Klusterman if she gets her job back or if she winds up just getting a settlement and practicing in a less hostile environment. But it's nice to see uh, somebody who has a faith in Christ standing up for their beliefs, not afraid to use the legal system when it's appropriate. And in this case, it was not a Christian against a Christian who couldn't settle out of court. So answer to your question. Uh, by the way, we've got a couple moments left, just a little over a minute, in our giveaway for Dr. Alex McFarland's book, 100 More Bible Questions and Answers for Families, Inspiring Truths, Helpful Explanations, and Power for Living from God's Eternal Word. That's up at thebottomlineshow.com. One copy up for grabs at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 the number to get you through to the bottom line. Would love to place this rather extend, expansive and extensive book into your hands today. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Rabbi Schneider coming up next with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. For those who remain on the network, this week we're going to have another edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And I want to encourage you, if you want to get this, I mean, you, you can listen on terrestrial radio, and I think it's great. Dennis Wilson, of course, is now a sponsor of National Crawford Roundtable podcast. If you hear the NCR release and you want to call Dennis, when you call 800-696-9970, make sure you let them know you heard his ad on NCR. But also, you can subscribe to this podcast, too. I don't talk about that enough here. Go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts, and sign up to receive the podcast delivered directly to your mobile device. So that way you can listen on demand whenever you want to. It's NCR, the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast. Bob, John, Neil, and me coming up next as the bottom line continues. <laughs> 